this i am now you probably should um special effects people you see you have to know the difference first of all there are three major categories of special effects people there are special effects people that uh deal with makeup special effects that's the one that everybody on everybody knows makeup effects but there's another f- couple of effects uh categories uh the next one is visual effects and a lot of people know that visual effects uh, exist, especially now. Um, but then there's this other category that people hardly ever know exists, and it's called mechanical effects people. And these are people that do explosions, mm. and they make rain, and they make snow, and they do mechanical devices that, you know, lift things. And and um, actually, kind of the, some of the most creative stuff is actually in that category. Um uh, you know the spinning, uh, um, the spinning counter spinning things on Nightmare on Elm Street Four, yes. right? Those big. Um, that was all special effects. That was all mechanical special effects, and um, those three categories. Let me put it this way: uh, I, I, these are what these groups of people are like. Makeup effects people always work with each other because it requires a great deal of time working in shops and things are always driving, drying and stuff like that. And they're hardly ever on the set. They usually are in their shops until like that day that their stuff plays. And then they go on the set and they put the mask on somebody and uh, mechanical effects. People are usually on the set and they're doing things like making it rain or, uh, uh, you know, blowing up things or, or, or stuff like that or making bullet hits on walls or things like <laughs> yes. that. And then the visual effects people, um, usually they hire the um, prickliest, uh, elitist, entitled human being they possibly can. And they just put them on the set occasionally to look around and say, oh, well, you're doing that wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, so kind that's of like the Danny kind of Mc... people they are. They're, they they think that they're all rocket scientists. Uh, and um, have you watched Tropic they, Thunder? Have I watched Tropic? Yes, I have. Like Danny McBride's character, uh, right? Explosion exactly. guy. <laughs> it, absolutely, exactly that. Right. You know, the visual effects people are the ones that come in and 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 they that they think that they're you know really really these stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've had some really, really horrendous arguments with uh, uh, like the people who own Dream Quest and stuff back in the day. Uh, in fact, I was just talking to Nick Dimenson about it, who, um, who is a makeup effects guy. And we were talking about this guy, Dwight, that worked for Dream Quest. And he is such an idiot. Um, and by the way, can I just say that at least I'm old enough. Well, I'm going to confess. I would call an idiot an idiot even when I was younger. That kind of makes me the idiot, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, so, so I, you know, I told you I was going to tell you a story about Nightmare on Elm Street 3. 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm going down a rabbit hole right now. <laughs> Here we <laughs> go, people. <laughs> I'm veering off. So, on Nightmare on Elm Street Four, just tell you how bad visual effects. But well, but, mm, hold on. Mm, stop. Mm, oh, okay, we're gonna go back for one sec and and say that the three visual effects, the the three effects categories, the makeup effects people always working with each other, the uh, mechanical effects uh, people. Uh, have all worked with each other and for some reason have arguments with each other, all of them, and they hate each other. Uh, they still have to work <laughs> with each other from time to time. But they still, if you ask any of them, any about any of the rest of them, they all suck, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. And then visual effects, effects people, um, nobody wants to deal with them because um, they're, the one, they're the ones that got beat up in school. Right. Yeah. And and the th- and they they hide behind quote unquote science. <laughs> so speaking of beat up in school and science, uh, you had a revenge yes. of the nerd story for us. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get into that, or do you want to talk about your nightmare story? Which uh, which nerd story? Uh, Come on, night, uh, revenge of the nerds three. Revenge of the nerds three. <laughs> Uh, let's see which story in Revenge of the Nerds three because I have some beauties. Uh, you didn't say specifically. You just said I have a story for you. Yeah. Well, um, maybe we're gonna have to ignore that one. I'm gonna keep going with what I was doing with yep. what I was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Continue with your uh, yeah, nightmare. Part of this is I've been writing all these stories. I've been I I've, I've got a uh uh. Um, a spreadsheet now where I'm starting to put just titles to all these stupid stories <laughs> <laughs> so that I can keep track of them. <laughs> so anyway, I was talking about, uh, uh, Dwight, the, uh, makeup effects guy. Yes. Um, unlikable human being. Um, so, uh, just really, really kind of snotty. So on nightmare on the street four, I, I, I made a, um, this big maze. Right. Mm-hmm. And that maze was an amazingly difficult thing to do. We started from uh, about seven weeks out from filming. And, uh, and what I had to do was make a model and he took 300 matchbook. Co- <laughs> and for the longest time, I'm not kidding in my office, what I would do is I had a mallet and I had a desk in front of me. And then I would, <laughs> I would take the mallet and, and I had a hot glue gun, but, of course, me, the way I do things, it wasn't really a hot glue gun. It was basically a foot-long hot glue stick and a, and a torch. <laughs> and so here was the procedure. I would reach over here was like uh, this bin that was full of, um, of matchbook cars in their little packaging, right? Yeah. And I would take, I would take it out and, and I was thinking and listening to like Grateful Dead at the huge, huge <laughs> volume at, at three o'clock in the morning, because this is what I did. This is how I thought. This is you know, what you can't really, do. You, you can't on. really think until three o'clock in the morning because then nobody is bothering you, you know, and you're all alone. And you're so tired that you don't get that overlay of like great ideas coming. You just, you, you barely have any ideas at all. Which is usually when an artist actually does their best stuff. <laughs> it's true. So, so I would sit here and I had this procedure. I would uh, take the uh, matchbox car out of its box. I would set it down, and then I'd take this rubber mallet and I'd smash it. 
<laughs> then I would take the hot glue. Then I would take the torch and I'd ignite it, take the end of the hot glue stick, <laughs> melt it, dab a huge dab in the middle of the car and slap it down on the model where I wanted it, right? Okay. And, and I did that exact thing 300 times over like three nights. <laughs> And I made this really specific maze, right? Mm -hmm. That had these specific things. Like, this is happening here, and this is happening here. And it was eight cars high. And and then I had this. So then I took it down to my enormous crew. And if you want to see a picture of that model, there's a picture of it in uh, my book, Behind the Screams. Shameless uh, plug. Yeah, what? Shameless that plug. Was, the shameless, <laughs> shameless plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> Nobody so, should. Anyway, <laughs> nobody should. So anyway, so then we take, then we took, and we started to do that with real cars, and we did it by buying an entire uh, um, wrecking yard, right? Okay. And then, then we got the the lot next door. We kind of like broke down the fence between the two, rented the <laughs> lot next door. And then started to stack the cars, uh, eight cars high, with people cabling and welding them together and building in the effects as they went, which took ugh, probably uh, at least uh, 10 to 15 people from our department and another 10 people from an effects crew working together to build this all as one. Wow. That's for that. That's for that. Oh, the. Uh, uh, Kincaid scene in yes. Nightmare on Elm Street 4. And so then the, the scene has a shot in it where the camera is looking down on Kincaid and it's done from a crane. It's looking down on Kincaid and then it actually was done from a condor. Uh, and it starts to lift up as he spins around, right? Okay. And the idea was, scripturally anyway, Scripture is speaking. The idea was that we then come up and the maze becomes the world in the end, right? Yes. And yes. and the thing is, is we verbally in the script it said it becomes the world. I envisioned it as the world. We all kinds of like uh, storyboards that came out to be a world that had nothing but you know, junk cars in it. Right. Yes. And the thing is, is that the model that I built stood as the sample model of the model <laughs> that they filmed to do the pull up to, you know, because we had cars for uh, the first part of it and then it mm -hmm. keeps pulling up and keeps pulling up and keeps pulling up and comes up to the world. Right. Yes. So, um, the, uh, <laughs> the, the optical effects people had to take over the shot and we gave them the shot. We gave them the storyboards. We talked about, it. I talked to Dwight and, uh, and Dwight might be standing in for another name. I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, I just heard the name today and I completely forgot it again. Anyway, considering as I'm calling him a dick every way you can possibly imagine, maybe it's better <laughs> that that is or isn't his name. So anyway, Dwight, stand in for whatever dick he was i think that um, needs to be repeating in the show like whoever if you can't remember someone's name or their dickhead just call him dwight dwight okay <laughs> so dwight <laughs> it works all it works on so many levels so anyway dwight dwight goes yeah yeah, yeah we've got it uh 
we'll give you a rough in, in, in a couple of weeks. And so, and this is back in the day. Now in the day, you, you, we really didn't have access to things like tapes and stuff like that. So if you wanted to see something, you literally had to go see it in, in a projection room. So we see it in, in the projection room and, and they pull back with the model and it, and it looks like maybe, maybe we're looking at the shot keeps coming up and keeps coming up. And then, so we're about, I'm going to say we're about eight blocks up or we're about so that you can see eight blocks, right. Uh, Of this model that they built that was meticulous. And then it stops and uh, lights come back on and I go, okay, well, um, that's a good start. And they go, what do you mean start? That's it. We spent everything. That's all of our money. (laughs) It's like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) That's not the world. (laughs) The world is, the fucking world, right? You know, yeah. like you come back and it's the world, da da da. And he goes, "Well, I don't know. We're out of money." And I go, "You know what? That's all right. I'm over budget already. I'll give you fifteen thousand. Just get get the shot up so that it looks like a world." And so then, um, <laughs> so he comes. Two weeks later, you know, he invites us down to the screen room and it's like, okay, okay. And, uh, and the screen room that, that they used was at their office and you had to drive all the way out to, um, Simi Valley, uh, in order to get there, which by itself, for some reason, just the fact that I had to drive to Simi Valley always pissed me off anyway. Um, because it's Simi Valley, Simi Valley doesn't count. You know, yeah. I mean, there's Los Angeles and then there's the San Fernando Valley and then there's Simi Valley. We don't need a third valley. It's just, it just it's just ridiculous. It, it, it's it's like a ward on your ass. So anyway, I'm always pissed out of when I have to go out there anyway. And so I get out there and um, and they show and it comes back out. And here's the thing. You can literally see it because this is always the same piece of film that they use, right? Yeah. So you can see the square, the the rectangle. It isn't like uh, opticals today where you like can manipulate everything, you know, and make everything look exactly like you want, right? Back then, so you started with the <laughs> you started with you know your last piece of work and you just kept on going. So you could literally see, you can see it to this day if you look at that sequence. You can see where the model ended, right? Yeah. And and so so th- they painted a, a what was called an interactive mat now. And they brought it out, you know, maybe so that you're seeing 10 miles on either side. Uh uh and it's interactive mat which means that they painted it and then and then they drilled a bunch of holes in it so that uh lights could blink in it, you know? So that's it's a little bit you know, ambitious. It's not like model ambitious. It's like eh, ambitious. Okay. So you come out that far and that comes out to about a mile and we're sitting there and the lights go out and he goes, well, what do you think? And I go, well, that's interesting. It's uh, you know, you're about, a, you know, you look like you're about 10 miles wide. I said, when are you going to finish and get to the fucking world? And he goes, dude, this is it. This is that. That's all the money you have. And I go, look, look, Here's my problem. And, and then I dragged him into his own office, um, which I was known to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> said, look, dude. I 
have storyboards. They have a circle in them. And the circle means that's the fucking world. Okay. And so I took a Sharpie that was laying on his office and right on the middle of his desk, I pulled the Sharpie out and I made a big circle with the Sharpie and said, this is how the fucking thing should look when you come out. I want it to be a fucking world. I want it to look like this is a world. And, and he goes, Mick, 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 Mick. Look, here's the thing. If you start pulling out at the rate that you're pulling out there, in order to make it look like the world, that would take like like two hours. And I go, well, what are you saying? He says, well, it's because in traveling time, you know, in traveling time, it would take two hours to get, you know, I mean, everybody knows that. I go, okay, wait a minute. What the fuck? So you're saying, now I want to get this straight. We're working on something called Nightmare on Elm Street 4. This is a dream. This is a fantasy in a dream. It's about a world that doesn't exist as far as I know, unless you know of, of some other planet that has nothing but cars junked on it. Um, and you're saying that the physics of the problem are at the speed that we're pulling out, that it would take us a half an hour to get to the point to where it would look like a circle, like a world. And he goes, that's it. See, you know what? If you guys like knew about science and stuff like that, that's that's what you'd understand. And I said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you another $15,000, and I'm not shitting you. And I started to draw circles on things. in his, I think I started with this door, and I drew a circle on that. And then I started to draw circles down the wall and said, if – when I get this back, you don't have motherfucking planet that looks like a motherfucking planet. I'm not kidding. I'm going to make you eat that goddamn film. You understand me? You will eat that film. Then I turn around and I left the office. The next shot that we got two weeks later was the one that you see in the film. There we go. Where it comes all the way out to, and it looks like a planet. And somehow or other, we did it in under half an hour. <laughs> constructive encouragement. Uh, uh, constructive criticism? <laughs> Look, I was almost halfway patient the first time, all right? <laughs> that is an awesome story, though. Uh so yeah, well, that's you, you know, you know, we let ha- we headed that direction. So that's where we wound up. Sorry. Well, we're about 20 minutes into this podcast, so we might as well tell these people <laughs> who they're talking to. to. Uh, this is your host, TJ Bowser, uh, and this is my co-host, the legendary Mick Strawn. Thank you very much. Here I am. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the Rabbit Hole Podcast. It is. <laughs> Venture down. And the- by the way, might I just add that, uh, that that opening was as much of a rabbit hole as anybody has ever seen. Oh, for sure. See, nobody knew that any of that was going to happen. No. Every show yeah. starts off with some random story, yeah. and that recording wasn't even supposed to happen. So this was. Yeah, sorry about that. You're fine. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got the show starting with you better record this. You better record this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can get ugly t- at times. But so it, it's, you know, it's just like I've always said. Uh, 
you know, if it, people have said, you know what, you should go and and get your tea your 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 uh, tea leaves read, stuff like that. And I said, well, you know, if, if you really want to know what's happening with me, probably you should be reading my uh, used toilet paper. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so how you been, man? Good, just doing a lot of uh, podcasting stuff. Yeah, you've been working really hard on on this, and I I, I really appreciate it because uh, there is some lunacy that really, really, really needs to get out there, and then there's rabbit hole. Absolutely, uh, we got some really good reception from the first episode from you guys, and it's just been overwhelming. Uh, we have what eighty six subscribers already on a podcast that's two episodes deep. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Well, that's uh, that, that's that's something, uh, especially considering how hard it was to get a hold of it uh, to get it to because I think they just released it on Apple like a yes. day ago or something. Yeah, yeah so they really pissed. Around. We're doing good. We're yeah. doing good, and uh, and we have like uh, lots of ugly stories. And I love the fact that th- there is the thing where I have given you notes, and and I have no idea what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> And somehow each week we end up with show notes now. And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you so I think I think the show note list is probably a good way to figure out what we're not going to do. <laughs> do you want to talk no. about Asian rockabilly? Oh, I love. I so want to talk about Asian rockabilly. This this is to me. This is great. You know. Uh, what did I say about uh, the that the Asian rockabilly is is the eighties uh, looking at the fifties? So what we've got here is we've got us is the, with the new wave of of people looking at the Asian rockabillies in from from this period of time. They're looking back at their heroes, the Asian rockabilly uh, bands, and saying, "Well, we, you know, it, it's gotten to a point where we we don't want this to die. We we need to uh, appreciate them before they die." And and it's yeah, but they were looking at the fifties the same way. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, the year uh, uh, twenty nineteen, looking at the ninety, looking at the eighties uh, with nineteen fifties colored glasses. Oh my! Uh, so the article and... you sent me was from my modern met.com and it's titled portraits of tokyo's fascinating rockabilly subculture amongst roller zoku gangs okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it rolls right off the tongue doesn't it (laughs) now i've given this a read and i've looked at these pictures and i have one question for you there's a picture of a man with a vest okay yeah right and and he has a key necklace on no t-shirt underneath but if you look at the shot more closely his fucking chest and stomach are wet. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, if it was good enough for your hair. <laughs> if, if it was good enough for the hair on your head, it's good enough for the, for the tiny hairs on your chest. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, These are some fascinating would, looks. Oh, interesting, interesting look. And, and listening to them, uh, I, I went and, and listened to a, a couple of them. Um, and and I, I have to admit, I, I really, uh, it, it, uh, there was a group called the Hillbilly Bops. <laughs> the Hillbilly Bops. This is great. This is a Japanese group. Okay. 
uh, that was doing that in the fifties. And, and, and the thing, <laughs> the thing I really love is, is all the really great, uh, uh, in the early days, the hillbilly bops were like doing rock around the clock and, uh, doing blue shade shoes and stuff like that. But you have to remember all the other bands that came in, in America, like the stray cats and stuff that were looking at it. So this is a subcategory of a subcategory that's looking at another category. Right. Okay. I just love it. I love, but I love the pictures. The, uh, <laughs> incredible. Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, with the slick back hair, the 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 uh, more Asian uh, looking face, it just it looks it looks better on them than it does on people like the Stray Cats. But you know what's great is the basses, right? Yeah, the, the, they all have these stand up basses, ah, and yes. and they're they're just amazing. It just just oh, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> right yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah there is that i i i, I strongly see and, and the thing is is in here i'm looking at this article i'm thinking you know i would have you look at some of these people but i can't pronounce any of their names <laughs> and it would just it would just be uh well the, <laughs> You know, there's Saturu. Uh, he, he he's a hero. Um, <laughs> I I can't pronounce these names. I, this would be embarrassing on on so many so many uh, different ways. <laughs> uh, another active band is called the Mac Show, which is a Toyota based uh, Tokyo based three piece band that's still releasing albums. Oh my! So yeah. So anyway, uh, I just think that all people should uh, uh, be be looking uh, looking at your favorite '80s uh, '50s cover uh, band in their 2019 revival. <laughs> That's Brother. awesome! It, it's such a cool concept and just a cool it, thing to look at. It and the photos are so yes. intense and so just absolutely uh, you, you know the, the thing is is uh Japan wore it better mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they truly did they they, they they wear everything better <laughs> I'm just gonna say when they get a hold of fashion they just blow it out so perfectly you know yeah it's because by the time so, it gets there it's refined or it's been there it, and by the time we right. get it, it it's done there and it's perfect uh <laughs> That's, that's absolutely right. Absolutely right. And so in looking through YouTube, uh, trying to find these bands, one of the bands that came up that, uh, that has my favorite videos in the world. And it's, it's just probably just because my browser, uh, I, I watched this band again and again and again is a band called okay. Go. Yes. And okay. Go has a couple has a couple uh I you can come up with the name better than I can I just sent you the uh yeah there's I sent you that there's three link. that they're known for the first two that they are most is uh upside down and inside out and then right. needing getting that, and then that's the one on the plane and then the one with the uh cars yeah the the cars the the Chevrolet partnered one the plane one and then yeah, they have one with treadmills which is their first breakout right Right, right, right. Okay. But the one in the cars, what's it called? 
needing getting, getting is better. Needing uh, needing slash getting. Needing needing slash getting. I want to talk about that because that to me that video and and you were wondering what, where where the connection is because I said horror films or or I should say more specifically the Nightmare on Elm Street and that video have so much in common and that band's video presentations have so much in common because uh, you you have these wonderful. I can just imagine that being on the set of that video was like doing the incredibly complicated things that we did, uh, like the snake sequence from Nightmare on Elm Street three, yes, um, or uh, or even the, the sequence of getting sucked into the screen uh, for Nightmare on Elm Street four, or uh, the fight sequence uh, that I did in um, uh, Mortal Kombat. All those had that. That they're incredibly complicated. You you have a, an idea, and then you have to involve all these production people to like like think of think of every possible complication that you would have when you have a car as a musical instrument. Yeah, because <laughs> the car is going down the road and it's got the timing and it's, it's got moving to get the time. fast because oh, it's moving fast. And the thing is, is it's playing like there's there's a part where it's playing with a rod it's slapping against pianos that are tuned yes to a particular it's so that the uh that they're hit in a particular way and in their tuning carries the tune and then the guitars carry the guitar solo they it goes past probably i want to say there's at least 300 guitars in that shot right Mm -hmm. As it goes by the the guitars, the guitars then play the solo, and you know as it, the drums are being played, uh, and the cymbals and this and that and the next, and they have to drive it perfectly, and then they're singing as they go along, and it's all done in real time. That's the thing is, this is all done in real time. Is and the other video also? Is it what? Is the one in the spaceship slash airplane? Yes, that's, that's like- done in real time too. What? Right. I mean, seriously, they went up and playing. What they did is they went up and they uh, they figured out the the video, and including with them just tossing things back and forth in zero G, right? You know, I, I mean, all of that. And what they would do is they 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 only have twenty seconds <laughs> at at a time in weightlessness, right? Uh-huh. So the video is 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 a bunch of clips of them going up and down and what they would do is they would do acting parts in between the going up and down right mm-hmm. like sitting there and and the video itself works out you know parts of the dance and stuff that are you know uh that are in normal gravity and then all of a sudden as it starts as the gravity starts to disappear then they start you know tossing things around or they get or they get up or they spin or they it's it, the thing is, is you think to, your, to do something little and fun like that, the amount of work in it is incredible. And that's what it was like in the horror films that we were doing. You know, the, those fantasy horror things, uh, it, it was just everything was choreographed. Everything was like right down to the line. Like and, and you're trying to get real things to happen right mm-hmm. now. This, you, OK, go. 
kind of does this all a, a lot of their stuff is just all in one shot but but the thing is is it's just that overall playing with gravity playing with how, how things really look and um uh that's what i've done my whole career and that's why the very first time i saw an okay video i was like what just like you know, it's like huh how'd they do that <laughs> yeah that's what i wanted to know is how'd they do that and of course they have they have films like today right today we explain everything right yeah. there's films there's films that explain the okay videos that you know that there's like all 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 this background uh, because we're all about the background stuff now. We didn't used to be. We didn't care. We didn't care. We just went out and we did shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I I strongly recommend going behind the scenes and finding out what those okay videos were because they were a lot of work and and they were like the work that we used to do doing these complicated horror films. Mm -hmm. uh, and this leads me to another thing. These days, it seems that we want to explain everything. I saw a film. I saw a film the other day, and at the end of it, I thought, "Well, I didn't quite get that film." And you know what? There's a video for that. <laughs> the video explained the film to me, and I was like, "Well, that's that's just seems weird because it was relatively new film." And I go, "So this is a thing where people explain things to you," mm -hmm. and son of a Son of a gun! If I didn't think about my grand grandsons, <laughs> they watch something where uh, they watch, and this is a thing, right? And, and you're you're gonna know about it because you're younger than I am, and, and well, anyway, I assume that you're younger than I am. Yes. And what is it with shows that explain video games? I don't know. I have a nine-year-old that watches that shit nonstop. And I don't understand that at all. It's like, what do you mean? You're not playing the game? No, we're watching this guy and and he's doing play-by-play. Uh, -play. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get that. But I'll admit that I'm old and that there are, you know, an awful lot of things that I'm not going to understand. That's perfectly fine. I just, I just want you, I want it on the record that I don't understand this ramblings of a madman uh <laughs> I, that's that's what today's episode is called damn it <laughs> so rabbit hole dubak in scotland what did you do mick <laughs> what did you do <laughs> i i you know what this is your damn problem okay you, so you, so this is your problem uh, Explain yourself. So Mick thought it would be funny if we got broadcast in Scotland for whatever fucking reason. Uh, so he hooked it's us up. I'm really, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Don't you talk bad about Glasgow now, my friend. <laughs> Glasgow. Glasgow is all about the Mick Strawn. I'm just saying right now. I have more followers in, in Glasgow than I do anywhere in the freaking world. <laughs> And that includes Jakarta. Jesus. <laughs> and partic particularly Jakarta, actually, because I don't have any fault. Uh, <laughs> so, 
it was brought to my attention that he contacted some radio host in Scotland, and then we got to talking, and that turned into him already knowing about me, which turned into every single Dubak show being played in Scotland now. Uh, or on the radio, mind on you. the radio. This is this is radio. <laughs> This is, you know what? You're not going to believe this, but there was a time where when you jumped in your car, that there's that thing in front of you there. That seven inch screen. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was done magically. Uh, I think that what they had is they had dragons that circled the earth. Ah, that makes sense. That they bounced the signal off of. And into, and specifically it was, I think it was actually one dragon per car out there that had a radio. And they bounce that signal off the dragon, so that so that they could uh, sell you uh, deodorant. <laughs> so we are syndicated in Scotland now. For anybody that might be wondering, and we <laughs> we are that's that's right. We are now. I've got a lead on. I've got a lead on me already, because Dream Warrior Review has already got two thousand slavering. Uh, fans, slobbering, slobbering fans out there, and 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 now, uh, the race is going to be between me and me. <laughs> the competition is rough out there. <laughs> it is <laughs> well matched. Well matched. <laughs> In a future episode, may we talk about the flesh-colored Freddy in Nightmare on Elm Street Three: The Worm Monster? Oh my God. The thing is, is I and I promise next time. Okay, I promise next time that we will go through the whole sequence because there's there's whole parts of that, that that that's that's a whole background thing that is hilarious. Yes. Um, there there are so many Dwight's involved in that. <laughs> Lots of Dwight's. <laughs> You're gonna get confused by all the Dwight's that are actually involved in that. We should call that episode a Nightmare on Penis Street. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so so the real question that you want to ask yourself is what well, green was better <laughs> um, that's what i asked at the time still asking to this day you mean green is better <laughs> okay yes but that's yeah. to be on the next episode of rabbit hole and gives you guys a little teaser of what to expect on the next uh shit show which will be next <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> the next shit show <laughs> Well, I, I I think you're giving us a lot of credit <laughs> because let's face it, you know, <laughs> look at how many flies subscribe to shit. We do have T-shirts. Uh, we'll use that as a segue into our next part. Uh, we do have T-shirts available on TeePublic. Uh, search Do Back Discussion or Rabbit Hole. And we have one with our podcast art on it. The shirt's purple. Really? That's yes. that's amazing. And, and you know what? I, I, I think that I heard that any... Uh, any proceeds, mm-hmm. I have no idea what proceeds means, but any <laughs> proceeds uh, will be going to Shriners Children's Hospital. Shriners Children's Hospital. That's who That's who I work for. Yes. So uh, uh, do, do us a favor. Uh, give us a proceed. Yes. Uh, the shirts <laughs> are currently on sale for the next thirty six hours uh for thirteen dollars on the T public store. We'll put a link in the episode description below. Uh wow. awesome t shirts. Uh normally twenty dollars cool. if you don't catch them till after the sale, which by the time they'll be listening to this, 
they gotta pay full price. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got it. So, what else can uh, they expect from next episode? Uh, just craziness, lunacy. Uh, yeah. You know what? I I wish that I could. <laughs> I wish that I could say, but we're gonna try and deal somewhat with Nightmare on Elm Street three at least, awesome. which is what we're going to do this time. Mm-hmm. Which is probably I might add a not good not a good idea for say. Well, next week's going to be about this and this and this because those probably in the long run are going to be subjects that we never get to. Oh, I, I'm already thinking about a podcast name because our last one grabbed so many attention. Well, so so many people's attention. Uh, what did yeah. I what, what did I call it again? It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, it's called Hand Models, Space Sluts, and the Future. That's kind of accurate. Oh, by the way. I wanted to bring I wanted to bring an addendum to that. Um I wanted to bring uh <laughs> I wanted to do a, a count the limb kind of thing. Okay. Right? You know <laughs> how many how many limbs were in a given uh a given and 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 I was thinking particularly of Galaxy Quest. Okay. Okay. Uh, because because you know to a certain extent you really should show should throw <laughs> Tim Taylor. What's his name? Tim uh, Allen. Tim uh, Allen. He plays Tim Taylor. Tim Allen. Tim, uh, Tim oh. Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen in that one. Uh, 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 actually, uh, the guy who played Monk is uh, has the friend that you know has all the limbs, which is <laughs> yes. uh, which which which, <laughs> which you know. I mean, look. That that's an element, right? Yeah. Right. At any given time, how many different uh you know things are you working there? <laughs> Jesus and God. how many things are working you? <laughs> that's a rabbit hole in and of itself. <laughs> oh my god, that's a, okay. Yeah, that's a that's a rabbit hole. Yes, yes. Or in that person's case, many holes. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Got you an octopus going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So. I don't know what's touching me, but I like it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but that's the perfect way to end the old rabbit hole podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you.
hands, hoping for years, hoping I might forget. Ah, but it don't get much dumber, it don't get much dumber than trying to forget a girl when you love her. And I, yeah, still need you. What good's that gonna do? Needing this one thing and getting, oh, getting's another. Get it?